All right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome to another episode of the Bring the Juice podcast. I'm your host, Frank Delano. I just want to start off the pod before I get into my guest. I'm so fired up. I love doing this podcast. I love the feedback I get for doing this podcast, the DMs, the mentions, the people who support me. I support y'all. We're flying up the charts. Our Instagram's going insane. The hats are flying like off the shelves. I don't even know. I can't order hats fast enough. They make, they're just so good looking and people look so good in them. I'm just happy. But back to the pod on what's happening today. I got Atlanta Falcon, Michael Walker, who's also one of my really good buddies. Just so happens. That's how I got to book him on this glorious day. Mike, welcome back to the 559. I know Atlanta's a long ways away. Thanks for coming on the pod. It's an honor to have you. Hello. Say what's up to the Bring the Juice Squad. I appreciate it, man. I mean, Frank Delaney, my, one of my best friends in the world. You know, it's, it's a pleasure to be on the show and having a good time with you. You know, having a couple of drinks and talking business. Couple. We are sipping on a Delana favorite. It is Hennessy mixed with 7-Up. Uh, it's If you've never tried it, it's not patented yet. So feel free. Ice all the way to the top of your cup. Throw some Henny in it. Throw some 7-Up in it. Depending on your energies, like… Make it as dark as you'd like. We got a couple of dark ones with us right now, but that's just the way me and Mike roll. We used to, <laughs> a couple group of friends, me and Michael being in there, would come over to my parents' house on Tuesday nights, our senior year. And we would, my mom would cook dinner. She loved it. It was called Tuesday Night Squad. And uh, these Hennessy and 7 Ups became a little bit of a tradition. Like I said, it's a family drink, but when you come into the Delana household, you could ask a lot of people. Throughout my era of football at Fresno State, it's a it is a almost a staple at this point. Big shout out to the Tuesday Night Crew. I mean, that's just how we do it. That's how we do it, Mike. All BS set aside. You are currently in Atlanta uh, with the Atlanta Falcons. Played football at Fresno State. Azusa before that. You're from an unidentified place. Would you consider it Sacramento? I'm from Sacramento. He's from Sacramento. We'll let him say it on the podcast. That's great. A big family man. My, people might not know you have a twin. You have a baby coming. Congratulations. Appreciate you, Frank. Mike's baby is actually due a day after my birthday. I hope we have the same birthday. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Um, but let's just go for a circle here. So growing up, you played football. Out of high school, went to Azusa Pacific. Mike, how did you not go to like an SEC school out of high school? Because when you transferred to Fresno State… You were this freak guy who was technically a defensive lineman-ish type dude who ran with the skill players in conditioning, and you were a dog out of the gate. How, what, what? Tell me how Azusa became part of your journey. Yeah, so I mean, out of high school, um, under-recruited guy. I, I wouldn't even say under-recruited, really. I had a couple of offers um, in the Mountain West, like, you know, but in my my opinion, I thought I should go Pac-12. So I had a couple of Pac-12 opportunities, but in my year, um, I mean, Oregon State, that's the year all their coaching staff went to Nebraska. Ooh. Cal Berkeley, uh, I'm not going to say what happened, but, you know, my recruiting coordinator, he wasn't there after, you know, after some stuff happened like that. Yeah. So it kind of just diminished my, my opportunity to go to Cal Berkeley. I had a lot of opportunities to go to, like, different Mountain West schools, but my dad went to Fresno State and my twin brother went to Boise. So... I just knew like it was it was a good opportunity for me. Like I only wanted to go to Boise or Fresno State. 
I didn't have those opportunities, so you I kind of only held wanted off. to go to Boise or Fresno State. Yes, that was wait. Like, out um, of every college, you wanted to go to Boise or Fresno State. No, Mountain in West. Mountain West in the Mountain yes. West. In the Mountain so West. So any Mountain West school, it was either Boise or Fresno State in Mountain West, or right. I wasn't going. And okay. those are the two off- two schools who did not offer me. I had offers from San Jose State, San Diego State, uh, Colorado State, uh, New Mexico you State. Had a few. New Mexico. You had a few, but the two that you needed, they the ones who you circled at the conference, they didn't offer you. Didn't offer me. So you chose Azusa. Yep. Why'd you transfer out? So, okay, so my whole mindset of going to Azusa was, okay, I'm going to D2. Um, I had an opportunity to go to UTEP, University of Texas, El Paso. I felt like that's a four-year university. If I go there to um, UTEP, I wouldn't be able to transfer out. But I felt like if I go to UTEP, I mean, if I go to Azusa Pacific, I'll be able to go D2 and play against better competition than JUCO, but I'll be able to use it like a JUCO and transfer in two years. You thought of that yourself? Yeah, right. I thought, okay, I'm going to get out of here. My old vision, I knew I was going to go D1. You knew you were going to a D2 school, which is actually a pretty respected D2 school with Azusa. Yeah. And you knew you were like, hey, I'm going in, I'm going to do two, and I'm out. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I always tell people, like when I first got there, I wasn't the most light guy because I told him I'm going two years and out. Mike, I have to say, as early into the pod, and you know, some of my podcast guests have been friends, and other ones have been guys who I, we, they're just on the podcast. That's all they are, and they're 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 we're now friends, but we didn't have a good relationship like me and you do have uh, before the pod. You're a guy who, when I met you, you said, "I'm going to play here. I'm going to go to the NFL." I'm going to enjoy the NFL. I'm going to have a great career in the NFL. And I'm going to live life. And, you know, a lot of guys say that they're going to go to the NFL. And you, you literally, you knew you were, because when you got to Fresno State, you had to, you had to redshirt. Mm-hmm. And your position was kind of all over the place because, like I said earlier, you weren't like this locked in defensive end. You were kind of a uh, utility guy almost. You could play backer. You could play DN. You could, you could play safety if you really needed to. Like, you you were fast enough, strong enough. You could do enough with your athletic ability to go any direction. So you knew to go to Azusa, and you knew to transfer to Fresno State, and then you knew you were going to go to the NFL, which you are in the Atlanta Fal- on the Atlanta Falcons right now. You knew the whole way. You're one of the few guys I know that knew their shot, called their shot, and has executed their shot in anything in life. Like a lot. Like I knew my entire life, I wanted to, I wanted to go to school. I wanted to be badass. I wanted to play for the first state Bulldogs. I wanted to farm onions. I knew that. And I've kind of, you know, I've had some ups and downs and I've had some more situations happen throughout my career along the way. But like, you're consistent about that. So you went to Azusa, had a good experience there, used it as a JC, transferred to Fresno State. What's it like going from, you know, a JC and all of a sudden, it's not a JC, but a quote unquote JC mindset to now you got a red shirt at Fresno State when I think you knew at the time, hey, I could be starting over these guys. Yeah, I mean, I think what I like to to tell people a lot of times is like, I went through a real dark time, you know, going through having a red shirt year. You know, I was, I felt like I was good enough to play. Um, But when they told me I was ineligible, it was one of those realistic moments. Like, okay, like you're not going to be able to play this year. Right. But you got to hang out. You got to be out there. You got to, you got to show them that you should be playing. And I think that's a mindset that, a lot of guys, I mean, well, like, you know, I mean, Frank, yeah. like, you, you're you one of those guys who have the same mindset as me. It's like, it's not good enough to be here. It's, you have to dominate. You know, you have to dominate right. everything you do. So when I went out there as a redshirt, um, I mean, kind of same mentality I have in the Atlanta Falcons. Like, I'm not here to be here. I'm here to dominate. So to dominate. when I came out there as a redshirt 
And, uh, you know, it was, it was a real hard time for me because I feel like I should be on the field. But honestly, it's a humble time for you. You know, like you go out there and red shirts aren't treated the best. You know, the guys who are not playing aren't treated the best. But at the end of the day, like, you're important to this team and you got to show them why you're important to this team. Right. And I think that was my biggest thing was like, okay, if I can't play, then I'm going to show them why I should be playing. And that's an angle that I think, uh, it's a sense of maturity as an athlete, but I think it's an angle as human beings, we need to be able um, to understand and comprehend where I, I would always tell my brothers and I, and I kind of became the guy in high school alone where you want to have this um, swagger almost where it's, mm-hmm. I don't want to just, I don't want to play because you think I'm, you, your judgment says, oh, I'm the best or I'm the best for that position. I want to make it to where you can't not play me. 100%. You want yeah. to make it. And, and I mean, and your situation is multiplied by a thousand of mine, but like I even got to the point, a small example would be like my senior year of college football where uh, coach Jamie Christian was our special teams coach. A dog is known for having great special teams units. I hustled my way on them throughout my college career. And I think my senior year, when I got to kind of lead the punt return unit, I wanted to make it where it was like, I I know every call. I know every single read. I know this, that, and the other. I block punts better than anybody. I know how to hold my guy. I know how to do this, that, and the other. So I want to make it to where you can't not make me call the call. And, you know, I, he's, he's, he's had first-round draft picks underneath his belt. Like, I know he's a respected coach. He knows that I'm not running a 4-2-40, and I'm not bench-pressing 600 pounds. But I did my job, and I made it to where he couldn't not play me. Mike, you're, you have the same mindset, but you're so athletically gifted. You're in the NFL now, and you have that same exact gritty just scenario in your brain constantly going where you don't just want to be there. You don't want to be, and there's, and there's guys, don't give me, don't kid yourself, okay? There's guys on a 110-man roster in college football where, yeah, 11 are on the field at the time, but there's guys on scholarship who don't travel, who don't care about playing. As long as they collect their scholarship check, they're content. You've never been that guy. You've always said, hey, I'm great. I'm going to continue to be great, and I need to find a way. You've always found a way. Yeah. And... One of the reasons, like you said, we respect each other. We're friends. We have similar mindsets in that sense. Now that you're in the NFL, tell me about draft day. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I want to touch on that just a little bit. Um, no, I want to touch on it a lot of bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not good enough. You know, it's not good enough to just, Ever. it's not good enough just to be there. You know, it's not good enough to be in the NFL. Like, I'm in the NFL. If you if you came to me two years ago, three years ago, and you're like, oh, like, you're going to be in the NFL and you're going to play... You know, you're going to, you you have your role that you have right now and you're going to be fine. Right. I would have been just fine with that. But, you know, like when you get there and you get there and it's a different mindset and you get there, you play, you play well, like, you know, I play as a rookie. Um, it changes, you know, like yeah. I feel like I should be out there. I feel like I should play. Like, it's not good enough just to be here. It's not good enough just to play special teams. It's good enough. I want to be that guy. And I think there's a lot of people who I respect because they have that same mindset as me is I want to be the guy. Yeah. And and it, it's a lot. It's a lot different being in the league than it is in college because in college, you know, it's it's I gotta go, you know, balls to the walls. I gotta do everything I can to be that guy to make it to the league. When you get to the league, a lot of guys, in my opinion, kind of like, oh, I'm already here, so I made it. Right. But it's not good enough. No. You know, I want to be the Pro Bowler. I want to be the Hall of Famer. I want to. That's my that's my aspirations. That's my my goals. That's that's what it is for me. It's like I'm not. It's not good enough. I'm in the league. I want to be the guy. You want to be the guy. 
And 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 so what I would tell you is, I mean, just looking back on it, like I, I came from a long way, but I'm not there yet. And that's that's my that's the biggest motivation I got. You're climbing the mountain. You got people dependent on you. One thing you said that I I love is you said there's a darkness. There's a dark. Yeah. Everyone has a dark moment. Everyone has a. Um, I think I, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, but everyone has that moment in their life where they're. It's that I'm gonna sit in the shower moment. I'm gonna grip the steer the steering wheel on my car a little too hard moment where you're not freaking out, but you're. It's contained energy, and you're just. You're pissed off for greatness to an extent. You have a moment that calloused your mind. And there's situations where you play for something. You know, a lot of guys, you interview them, you say, yeah, you know, I play for my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not asking you what you played for. But there's those days when you don't want to go to work. There's those days mm-hmm. where, you know, this is called bring the juice. And Mike, you were part of bring the juice. You know that I, I that's that was my thing. It's what I wanted to be a part of. And it's what I try to exemplify for the younger generations and even the older generations but at the same time, it's it's not just some hoorah thing. It's built within with a fire in your body where you want to be the greatest version of yourself you could possibly be yeah. day in and day out. 100%. And it's not easy because there's days where you're not feeling it. Mike, what calloused your mind? What made you tougher? And and some guys on here, you know, they say uh, a death in the family, a sickness, an injury. Guys tear their ACL and they go down the hole and they got to dig their way out of it. There's all kinds of situations. Is there a situation with you where you're like, I always reflect back on that. It's something where when times are getting tough, I say, this is why I do this. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, I've been through it all. I've been through that I wasn't recruited high enough. I've been through the death in the family. I've been through, I mean, I've been through it all. You know, for me, what it is, I look through my friends. You know, like I look through, and I, I'm not just saying this on the podcast, but like Frank, like I talked to your dad upstairs. Like, right. you're a guy who hustles. You're a guy who makes stuff happen. Like, you're a guy who, you know what, if nothing's going good, I'm going to make something happen. And so when it comes down to it, I'm this guy who's in the NFL. I'm this guy who people want to, you know, people want to have my job. But right. I don't look to guys in the NFL. I look to guys like you. You're, you're a guy who hustles. You're a guy who makes stuff happen. Like, Great. I talked to your dad. I talked to your dad upstairs. And he told me, like, yeah, man. Like, I mean, Frank's always made some stuff happen. I mean, I call you. When I, whenever it's like a, yeah. a situation I'm in, I call, I call you, Frank. I'm like, okay, this is what's going on. What, what can I do about it? We talk about it. We rap about it. We find a solution to it. Yes. I mean, it's, it's like that. You, you got to lean on the people who people don't expect. And that's that's my biggest thing is like it's not about it's not about being here. It's about succeeding in this life. And it doesn't matter if you succeed in what you really want to do or you succeed in what's something that God has planned for you. And I think I think about that a lot. Like I think, okay, I'm in the NFL now, but what does God have planned for me next? Mike, I gotta ask, were you always kind of somewhat favoring Fresno State because your dad played here? So realistically, I wasn't. I, I thought I was gonna go Pac-12. I was only gonna accept Pac-12. Um, but Coach Tedford, I mean, he's he's been a big influence on my Jeff life. Like Tedford, <laughs> I, I did my research on Tedford. I knew about him. I knew a lot about him. Um, he's my guy, though. Like if you, if you ask people today, like me and me and Tedford are we're close. So Teddy, I mean that that's that's what I call him. So me call me him. and Teddy like we're so really the boys close. call him. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's my guy though. So 100. Like when I found out Tedford was coming over here, I knew like okay, this is my opportunity to have a really good coach, and I decided to come to Fresno State for Tedford. And we we me and Tedford have had those talks. Do you think that Fresno State groomed you into the player that eventually you could get drafted? Because I remember your draft day. We started off where you lived in high in college, yep. and then we came to 
the very studio we're at, just upstairs version. Draft day itself was emotional. I'll never, I-, I will never forget. So I sat behind the couch. You were on the couch, and it's weird because I have one of my really good buddies, one of my best friends, sitting on this couch, preparing for the draft itself. And you go from, you know, yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen. To you're in tears with your brother, and Atlanta calls. And you're all of a sudden you're a Falcon, and you know I think I don't. I hope you're with. The, I hope you're with the Falcons for 45 years. I hope you're the Tom Brady of linebackers for the Atlanta Falcons. I really do. But you might get tossed around the league mm-hmm. wherever you play, wherever they pay, whatever happens, you're gonna go. But that day you got drafted by the Falcons, I feel like it was a special day. I feel like it was something that the people that were there they felt in their heart. They felt your because because you're not. Like, I mean, I mean, Mike, look. If you look at the guys who went to Fresno State, like people forget that Derek Carr, who's been the quarterback for the Raiders for how long? Six years? Something like that? Seven up years? There, six, seven, eight. Yeah, Wild time. Devontae Adams, who, oh, yeah, he's the best wide out in the league. Best receiver in the league. He's the, let's debate about it. He's the best receiver in the league. And, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, he went to Fresno State. And then you got some guys a couple years ahead, like Keyshawn, one of our good buddies. He's, he's in the league, he's doing his thing now. But at the time, you weren't at the top of the totem pole because you went to the NFL. Yep. But you got drafted to the Falcons and all. And I've never seen, I've never had the emotion strike up in me myself where you hugged your brother, you got the call. We were watching the draft on TV. You got the call. You're hugging your brothers. You're saying, I'm going to be a Falcon. Everyone's just like freaking out. We're drinking, we're having a good time. It's awesome. You're going to Atlanta soon, and it's it's just an emotional day. Yeah, is that something where you know you're like, damn, I'm glad I came to Fresno State, where my dad played. I'm glad I got. I went through the struggle of going to a quote unquote D two JUCO at Azusa Pacific. I I did the whole journey. It it wasn't it wasn't a cookie cutter scenario where you go to a big time school, you get drafted because you're pretty good. You had a journey. And I think a lot of guys in the NFL have a journey. Maybe they don't. Maybe they do. You, you're better to judge than I am because considering they're your teammates. But mm-hmm. I think everyone has their journey, and yours is pretty significant. And I'm I'm so blessed that you know I just get to know you as a friend, and that we're I got I got to be a part of it. And my and you know my parents who you're chopping it up with upstairs, they got to be a part of it. They they don't think of you as some guy who's in the NFL. They think of you as a their son's friend who's trying to be the best version of himself he could possibly be. After that draft day, you're an Atlanta Falcon. Was there pressure? What happened? No, I mean, I mean, I, I think it was an incredible moment for me. I mean, we went to the draft. I mean, you were like, you saw it. You got to witness it. You were there it's for there. me. Um, I mean, it's just the fact of like, I'm, I've, I've made it. You know, like it, it's when you first Is that get drafted, your I made it moment. Yeah, I mean, when you get drafted, it it's 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 almost it's it's funny though because you look around the room and you see people who are more happy than you, yeah. and it's one of those situations where I mean, if you graduate college, it's very right. simple, very very similar situation where like you got drafted and you're so excited, but there's people out there in the room with you, there's people out there who are in the world with you who are more excited than you because they've been so far behind the scenes that like now you made it and it's because. Of them, you know, yeah, and that's that's a big part of me. It's like, even though I, I got drafted, I was the one to make it. Yeah, I wouldn't be where I was at with all those people. Right. So, I mean, for me, when I got drafted, it was it was a credible experience. It was just it was insane because it was like it was my dream, but it was so many other people's dream that I would make it that made it so special. 
Mike, I don't want to get into finances. I'm not a finance guy. I'm a, I'm a farmer. But me and you used to regularly split Apple Jim Beam bottles. So, okay, that was our Saturday night special. But throughout the week, we would actually, we had a tradition. We would go to Applebee's and we would, our per diem from the week before, we would we had like $14 of $1 bills, okay? We'd go to the Applebee's on Hernan and Cedar. Fresno people, you know it. People who don't know, just know we went to Applebee's. And we would throw down a $1 bill and we'd ask for a, uh, they had Applebee's, they have a $1 special. The shittiest alcohol you can find. The worst <laughs> booze on earth. You're, it is some green fungus with some cheap vodka. Cheap that vodka. If you had a cut on your arm, you, you're debating whether or not to drink it or to, or to help your cut on your arm. That's how bad that shit was. <laughs> but it was so fun. It was so awesome. But Mike, you go from, you know, 1942, Don Julio is so-so is, is alcohol from Jim Beam Apple is pretty good on a Friday night. You get drafted. Do you think you went Hollywood? No, nah, not, not at all. You didn't go Hollywood. Not at all. I mean, it, it's an experience for me. Like, it's, I mean, think about those. Those those nights we'd go and get the worst drinks from $1 so drinks from Applebee's. Bad. Like, it was the worst of the worst. But, I mean, you were there with your boys. I mean, it's, it's the boys. It's the boys. You're there with your guys. You're drinking. You're having fun. I mean, shit, you probably feel bad the next day. But, <laughs> it, <laughs> but it's your boys, you know? Like, I mean, now, like… I mean, when I go out with my guys now, it's nothing but 1942 and Azul and all this other yeah, stuff. But like, high quality you, stuff. but you, but you remember those times where you were drinking At ten dollars one dollar drinks. I mean, hey, it, it always go to the neighborhood, baby. We you Applebee's. Know, you know what I'm saying? So it, it, it's definitely a memory that you have, and it's definitely a memory you cherish. And it's, I mean, you, there's nothing better than college football to me. So I mean, you meet your best friends, the guys in your wedding, it's, the guys who, right. the the uncles of your kids. I mean, you meet all your people when you're in college. So for me, it's like, it's the biggest thing for me ever. Mike, did you have, since we're on the drinking topic, I don't want to get too involved in it. We're drinking Hennessy 7-Up. When you won a game versus when you lost a game, was your energy different when you would drink in college? And then in the NFL, was it different? Because in college, because in college, if you have a bottle, you're either drinking it because you're so excited that you won. Or you're with your boys, you got some sad music playing, you're kind of just quiet. Man, tough loss. No, because I'll tell you this. I'm saying if you're in high school, if you're in college, you're in the NFL. Yeah. It's all about like, like this loss is the worst loss ever. It doesn't matter it if is. it doesn't matter if you're playing in the championship game no. or you're playing in a regular season game. Like this is the worst loss ever. So if you go and you drink with your boys because you won a game, or you drink with your boys because you lost a game, like those guys are the guys that that uh, make you feel like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna do better next week. And, right. and that's all. It's all about the people you surround yourself with. That's what I will tell you. It's all about the people you surround yourself with. Do you think the NFL? You know, I know it's harder because it is a business. It is a business. It's not something where it's like, oh, I worked my ass off and I just didn't play this week. Blah 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 blah. We don't got to get too far into it. But the guys you've met, like, you've made some friends in the league. Yeah. You've and, and we talk about it tonight. We're, we're doing this on a Thursday. We're doing it for the next week, and we're watching Thursday night football right now. And you're telling me, "Hey, I trained with that guy. We're buddies. We did a jersey swap. Uh, I know that guy from so and so. Our agent's the same. Yada yada yada. 
this, that, and the other throughout our time being friends. I know, you know the league at this point. Mm-hmm. We, you have an awesome picture with you and Aaron Rodgers <laughs> shaking hands, which you can need to get that framed in your room because- Probably will. Aaron Rodgers is a dog. And we're not going to act like he's not a dog. I know he's been a little pissed off this year and people have these views about him. F that. Aaron Rodgers is a dog. It's one of those situations though where it's like, do you have those guys in the league now where you you talk, you vent to them, you talk to them, you're they're your buddies, they're guys who like, look, I hope I'm in your wedding. Yeah. You know, whenever that day comes. But are they guys where it's like, hey, I don't know if they're gonna be in my wedding because I haven't known them long, but they're gonna they're sure as shit gonna be there. Yeah, 100 percent I mean, the thing about the league is like it's so funny because everybody thinks like these guys are so different. Like these guys are human beings. These guys are they're so different, they're like celebrities, just and that. But like these guys at the end of the day are like they're no different from the, the common person. There's no different from the guys you meet in school every day. Like, these guys accepted me from day one. Right. These guys are guys who are one of my best friends. Like, they're my big brothers. You know, they 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 took me in no matter what. I mean, we competed for the same job, and they helped me out to every aspect that there is. And these guys are the guys who will be at my wedding. These guys will be these guys will be the kids my son says, oh, that's my uncle right there. Like, these, those are those guys. So. Well, <laughs> so I mean, what what it is for me? It's like it doesn't matter about all that stuff, you know. All that, all that, the the big time name stuff. It doesn't matter because those guys are the guys who accepted me, and that's the biggest thing. And that's awesome to hear. And I, I I'm so happy you're having a good experience in the NFL. And it's not just the Falcons; it's everybody. And I think you 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 gain a sense of respect from guys, and we're all human beings. And I think one of the biggest things from football. I talk mainly to college people, NFL people, yada, yada, yada. But football that's different than some of my previous guests is you have a helmet on the whole game. Yeah. And if you're doing great, it doesn't matter what your name is. It doesn't matter. As long as your number is doing great. If you're scoring scoring touchdowns, if you're uh, making the right tackles, if you're getting interceptions, hey, people love you. 100%. They love you when you're up and they hate you when you're down. And it sucks. But in reality, one of the things about football, and that's, and I think, you know, football is one of those sports where recently we've had some racial stuff go on in football. And I think I'm not going to get involved in all that shit, but I'm just going to say football is one of those things where you put a football on, you put a helmet on, I'm sorry, and you go. You either make the play or you don't. You either pull through for your team or you don't. You either make the bus or you don't. You're either on the 53-man roster or you don't. And that's fine. And everyone has their reasons. There's politics behind it. There's all these things that go on. But regardless, you're a football player. But the biggest thing on football players that I will say, even through Fresno State and our time at Fresno State, you could be a fantasy football hero. You could be a guy who guys go to your local college and they buy your jersey. Because they know that number three was good at Fresno State at some point. Yeah. But at the same time, you could be that same dude who goes to the mall and you're walking around and no one knows who you are. That's how football is. Yeah. They love you because you make these plays. But at the same time, they don't know what you look like. You have a helmet on the entire time. And when you're doing great, they love you. And, And there is some places where they don't care if you're doing great or you're doing bad. They love you no matter what. But in reality... Successful people get more love than unsuccessful people. That yeah. is that is a that is a trend. Yeah, and I and I will tell you like this. I'm just gonna cut in here right now. Please do. It's not a it's not about 
proving people wrong. You know, I, I hate that. Whenever I hear people say, oh. I'm gonna prove this guy wrong, I hate that. Like that, that's never been my motto. Like my motto my whole entire life has been prove people, prove myself right. You know, like if Yourself. you if you know, if you know you have it, like I went D2, I left, I went from a full ride scholarship, getting paid, everything paid for. To walking on at Fresno State. Walking on. Because I believed in myself. Michael Walker, walk on. Go ahead. I believed in myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, I believe I could do this. I believe I can play here. I believe I can make it to the league. And and every step of the way, I've always said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to the NFL. And I did that. And and what people don't understand is like, it wasn't like I just woke up in the morning and I went to the NFL. No, like, it's a long, no. it's a long journey. It's a long story. But that belief in myself, those people in my corner... Those are the people who got me to where I'm at today. So what I'm saying to everybody is it's not about proving people wrong. Prove yourself right. Mike, I mean, you're you're in uh, and I, I I said it earlier. You're the one of the few guys I know that said they were gonna do something that's done it. And it's not, oh, I'm gonna start a, you know, insurance business. Yippee yeah, but do. It's it's hey, yeah, I'm good at college football. I'm gonna go to the NFL and have a good career. What's your do you have do you have and this is expanded outside of the zone of bring the juice. Mike, but do you have goals of the league where it's like, look, you mentioned earlier, it's not good enough. You want to play? Do you have a, uh, I think Tom Brady, he's at the point where he wants to play until he's 45. Which he, how old is, how old is he now? Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't want to play that one. Okay. But, but, <laughs> but do you, but do you have goals where like, I want to make, uh, I want to play seven years. I want to make X amount of money. I want to do this out of the other. Or are you just kind of like, Hey, I'm new guy. I'm doing good. I know I belong in the league. How many how many linebackers are there in the NFL? Thirty two teams. There's thirty two teams times two. That's what. Mike, is there sixty four linebackers better than you in the NFL? No, no, not at not. all. And we're not going to talk about playing time tonight. But I'm getting at is, could you be top sixty four of the NFL for linebackers in the next five years? Blue consistently, I can be top ten. Consistently, top ten. Top and 10. when I get my opportunity, yeah, I will be top ten. And the thing about it is, it's not about it's not about like, oh, these people said this about you, these people said that about you. Like, when you believe that you belong in this league, you will be along in this league. That's that's what it is. That's all it is. If you believe you can be in this league, you'll be in this league. And my big my my good buddy Keyshawn Johnson, that's the guy I talked to. Daddy Key, he been in the league longer than me. That's a guy like okay. If I need some some words of wisdom, I'll call him up. We'll Little talk, maturity. We'll text. You know, it it's it, that's all it is for me. So it's. I don't believe I belong in this league. He belongs in this league, sir. And we'll get there. That's all it is. Like, there's no, there's no excuse. It's a journey. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Little Wayne who said, and I excuse my language. Life is a bitch, and death is your sister. <laughs> I don't know if I'm wrong, but point is, Mike, you're trusting the journey, and you're excelling like crazy. I need to get into this part. Everyone has their own mentors. They read their own books. They listen to their own podcasts. I know you. So Mike told me before the pod, he loves Bring the Juice podcast. All Atlanta fans, all Azusa Pacific fans, all Fresno State fans, all people who love Michael Walker, listen to Bring the Juice podcast. But Mike, 100%. everyone has their inside guys. I have a few coaches that have uh, helped steer the boat in my life. They've given me those words of wisdom they caught me in a point in my life where I'm down and I need someone to bring me up yeah. or I'm I'm working my ass off and I don't understand why I'm not succeeding and they've helped me out. Or they're a, an author or a podcast giver where they, they've helped me out. Everyone has somebody in their life that's helped them. And 
again, I'm not getting to a personal level. You're a family man, but you lost your father at a younger age. Who's a man in your life? Who's a woman in your life? A person in your life? A human being in your life? Where you're like, hey, you know what? Shit's getting tough. I kind of, I want to reach out. Yeah, I mean, my tw- my twin brother. I mean, like we said earlier on the podcast, my twin brother. I mean, this dude is the guy who's getting his doctor degree in biomolecular physics. Doctor. Like, Dr. Walker. I mean, he like the stuff he does, I can't even describe. You know, he's he's the guy, like, I admire him. You know, he's the guy who took the school route. He's going to take the long run to get to where he wants to be. But he's the guy who pushes me every day. I talk to, I talk to him. We, we probably call each other three times a day. Yeah. And he's a guy, I love him to death. I mean, he's my favorite person in this world. Like, we, we fight all the time, but we're twin brothers. Brothers. You know? Everybody fights. But he's the guy who pushes me to be better every day because he's better every day. And I'm a guy who pushes him every day to be better. So, of course. I mean, you need those people in your life um, who who push you. And like I've said before, like I, I, I've told your dad upstairs, like, I mean, Frank, you're a guy who pushes me to be better. Like, you're a guy who hustles every day. No matter what you do, you hustle. Thank you. And it's a guy who, it, it's it's for me, it's like, okay, I'm here, but what am I doing to hustle? I'm not hustling. So it's 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 important to where I have to be that guy who's going to hustle. So for me, it's like I have people in my life, like my twin brother. I have people like Frank, people like my mom who who hustle and make me better at everything I do. You're either getting better or you're ever getting worse. 100%. Um, I mentioned this on the previous pods, but like my brother and me, we're best friends. I'm in the position where I want to better him. I hope he betters me. We feed off each other's energy. And I think if you're an older brother or a younger brother, you know, if you're best friends, you got to understand that's that's so significant. Yeah. Like, because not a lot of people are. And people envy each other or they talk bad about each other or they, uh, they just, they don't know how to react a lot of the times. And me, me and Mac, my middle brother, we are four and a half years apart. My youngest brother, we're seven years apart. And I wanted them to both kick ass. I want them to beat my ass every day. If we were ultimate fighters, if we all were in the same weight class, I wish I could fight them every time. I love them. I, I I wish them the best. And Mike, the fact that you're in the NFL making whatever dollar amount a week, a year, I don't want to get into that bullshit. But your brother's chasing to be a doctor at a school called Boise State, which happens to be Fresno State's biggest rival. Who gives a shit? It's your brother. You would take a bullet for that guy. He'd take a bullet for you. And that's all that matters at the end of the day. Mike, you're the true example of being an example for the Bring the Juice podcast. Is there anything you'd like to tell the audience of the Bring the Juice podcast? Who is a majority, I gotta say, it's high school kids. It's high school kids' parents. It's people who are trying, chasing to be great, whether they're still in the sport of football, they're still in the sport of whatever, softball, volleyball, baseball, basketball, it doesn't matter. They're running track. Or the parents of those kids. Or they just like sports. Or they like Tom Brady, whatever. What do you gotta say? This is what I would say to everybody who's aspiring to that goal that I, I finally achieved is you are one snap away. You're one COVID snap away. You are one horrible mistake away from being the guy. The guy. Everybody in their life, no matter what you do, I mean, you could say what you want. You want to be the guy. If you're in a corporate business, if you are in sports, you want to be the guy. You were one play, one snap, one bad file, one anything it takes to be that guy. You need to prepare yourself every day to be that guy. And that's something I take to heart. I mean, 
it's right down the road. Like, it doesn't matter if you were a freshman in high school, if you were a senior in college, you were one game away, one big play away to being everything you ever wanted to be. And when you get there, what are you going to do next? And that's what I question everybody. What are you going to do next when you get there? I think you wake up every morning and you have a choice. You could chase greatness or you could sleep in a little bit, uh, become a little soft. And it and it's okay. No one's gonna, no one's gonna chirp at you, no one's gonna do anything. It's fine. You know, you're you're okay. Yeah, you slept in the next 15 minutes. Good for you, man. I'm not gonna hate on you for anything. But if you could be consistent, if you could wake up every morning and get your piss hot and say, I wanna be the best version of myself I could ever be then I think day after day after day after day, you'll become hard. You'll become a guy who matters. And over time, you'll become a dude. I'm not saying you go to the NFL, but I'm saying this. You're going to become a guy who's successful. You're going to become a guy who takes care of your family. Mike, I'm wrapping up with the pod. We love you. Bring the Juice loves you. You're our idol. You're a guy who we love. We have. I got DMs going through my roof right now because we're on Instagram Live. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Shout out to Mike. Shout out to his future child, his woman, Kim, uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Mike, thanks for being a friend who's always been a friend. Iron sharpens iron. I truly think that's what this friendship is, and that's what it always will be. No doubt, man. I want to say shout out to my girl who's making everything happen. My mother and my child, she's she's doing her thing right now. Kim, Mm. uh, I love you, and I'm just glad you're here to support me. Shout out to Kim. Shout out to Bring the Juice. Mike know, Mike was a part of Bring the Juice. Mike knows the mindset. Mike knows you got to wake up every day, and guess what? It ain't easy. Hey, there's days you don't want to do shit, right? 100%. There's days you don't want to do it, and guess what? What do you do? You got to show up, and you got to pull your weight. We're like a little, little train. You got a little backpack on. You got to pull a train, baby. You got to find your way to the top. Look, it's not always easy. You don't always get it, but guess what? If you can't find a way, then make a way. I don't know what to say. Because at the end of the day, you're in the NFL and you're finding a way, you're making a way. Mike's killing it. I'm so happy. If you're a high school athlete, listen to this. Subscribe, show your friends, buy a hat, do all the good stuff. But if, you, if you're chasing greatness, this is the place for you. Every single day, I wake up. Gotta bring the juice. Gotta bring the juice. No what you do, bring the We're juice. We're so happy about it. Hey, y'all. Thanks for another great episode. I'm so excited to have you guys as supporters of Bring the Juice. Uh, do me a favor. Wake up tomorrow. His excellence and bring the juice, baby.